Tonight, the descendants of Holocaust survivors turning to TikTok, an app best known for viral dances to teach millions the truth about anti-Semitism spreading online. Their mission, to meet young people where they're at and pass along a Holocaust lesson they'll never forget. Metrofocus starts right now. This is Metro Focus with Raphael P. Roman, Jack Ford, and Jenna Flanagan. Metro Focus is made possible by Sue and Edgar Wachenheim III, Sylvia A. and Simon B. Poita Programming Endowment to Fight Anti-Semitism, the Peter G. Peterson and Joan Gans Cooney Fund, Bernard and Denise Schwartz, Barbara Hope Zuckerberg, the Ambrose Monell Foundation, Good evening and welcome to Metro Focus. I'm Jenna Flanagan. Police are investigating four swastikas carved into trees at a junior high school in Nassau County. This just the latest anti-Semitic incident making news in the tri-state area and across the country. Now, in addition to incidents of hate in the real world, anti-Semitic rhetoric and ideas, including Holocaust denial, have been spreading rapidly across social media over the past few years with fewer young people than ever before, indicating that they are even aware of the full scope of the evils of the Holocaust, the consequences to this could be severe. So in order to counteract the rampant disinformation and educate young people on the Holocaust in a way that they can relate to, Montana Tucker, a popular TikTok influencer with millions of followers, is using her platform to showcase a new series she calls How To, never forget. The series released on Montana's TikTok account in time for the anniversary of Crystal Knock uses Montana's journey of learning more about her own family's experience in concentration camps in order to raise awareness on anti-Semitism and ensure young people understand the truth about what really happened during the Holocaust. Here's a quick clip. Today, I'm going to do something very, very, very different. For some of you guys that know, my grandparents both are Holocaust survivors. My grandma was in Auschwitz, and a dream of theirs always, I think, was for me to go visit. I feel like it's not gonna fully hit me until we're there, you know? Like, we keep talking about it, and we've been talking about it for a while, but I feel like it's not gonna, fully hit me into her there and actually like experiencing everything. I mean to be where your great grandparents, my grandparents perished in Auschwitz is just, you know. <sighs> I'm gonna be taking you guys along this journey with me. I'm gonna be visiting many places in Poland to learn about the Holocaust, but it's all leading up to going to Auschwitz. It's just really important nowadays for everyone to, to learn about this history. And as sad as it is and as terrible it is, we need to really remind people that this can never happen ever again. It's going to be very, very hard week, but I'm ready for it. And I know my grandparents are going to be really proud of me for doing this. So, yeah, I love you guys. 
And joining me now as part of our Exploring Hate Initiative, examining the roots and rise of anti-Semitism, racism, and extremism in America are Montana Tucker and Rachel Kasner. Now, Montana is a singer, actress, songwriter, and social media influencer behind the How To Never Forget TikTok series. And Rachel is the series producer. Ladies, welcome to Metro Focus. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And Rachel, same to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And thanks for covering this story. Absolutely. Now, actually, first, because, you know, on PBS uh, and specifically here on um, WNET, we've done a lot of coverage about the horrors of the Holocaust, talking about anti-Semitism and the role that it's played. But for people who might not be familiar, they might be scratching their heads saying, why would the dancing app be the place to take such a critically important story? So Montana, I want to start with you and say, why TikTok? So for me, I... I'm a dancer, a singer, actress, all of the above. And that's what I became popular on the apps, TikTok and Instagram for. And I said to myself, I have grown such a huge, amazing following that I'm so incredibly grateful for. Um, with the rise in anti-Semitism more than ever, I was, you know, first of all, my, both my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. And I've always known their stories my entire life. And I always wanted to go to Poland and, and, and visit my history, but I was never able to do it. And a friend of both Rachel and I, um, Israel Schachter, said, you know what, I'm going to bring you to Poland and you're going to do this. And he connected me with Rachel and, and the rest is history. But why we felt it was more important to really sit on these apps versus just putting out a regular documentary, because that's what kids are watching 24-7. They are on TikTok and Instagram 24-7. They don't want to go and watch a, a full-length documentary right now. If a, if a video is over two minutes, they're probably already, they've already scrolled 10 different times in the past two minutes. So why we felt it was really important to do these bite-sized, you know, series uh episodes, especially for these apps, because this is where they're scrolling. And so if they're gonna stop and watch anything, we want them to watch this. And it's just been amazing. Now, of course, we showed a, a quick clip to give people an example, but um, Rachel, I want, just want to get your take as a producer, which I, again, is something that I don't think people would attach to something like a social media producing a series, but um, what is it that about these platforms that's making it unique? Because again, this is a very important, this is a very deep, very emotional subject. And yet, how do you produce it in smaller chunks and still stay uh, true to the authentic story? Amazing question. Um, I will start by going backwards. I'm also the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. So to work on this with Montana, to tell, to live on our grandparents' legacy is the, the biggest honor of a lifetime. And my first full-length documentary was a Holocaust project. So in that piece, I had a full hour to tell a story. So approaching this project was a little bit different. We went to Poland and shot for a week about 100 hours of footage of Montana learning about the Holocaust, learning about Jewish life before the Holocaust, going to the camps, learning about her own family history. We went to more than one concentration camp um, on this on this uh, on this production. And when we came back to the editing room, we knew that we only had 10 episodes around two minutes each to tell these stories. And what was crucial for us was that each episode feels like its own 
its own piece. You could watch them independently. So if anyone were to come across episode four or seven or nine or 10 in any order, they would be impacted, feel like they got a bite-sized story. Um, there are moments in movies that we remember, right? When we see a full-length documentary or movie, there's maybe a specific scene or line that sticks out to us. So we're doing the same thing here. We're just innovating the length of time that we're telling stories in, but there's no reason why a story has to be an hour long. We can tell two-minute stories, and that's that's what we tried to do here. I was going to say, that's always the challenge of journalism. Uh, but I want to go also into just this moment that we're in. Now, of course, um, a lot of young people, I feel so old saying that, but Gen Z, your teens, your tweens, even millennials are very aware of, even right now in the zeitgeist, there's, um, we've seen issues with popular celebrities. Um, of course, Kanye West, uh, here in New York City, there's been uh, issues with the basketball star Kyrie Irving and being tied to um, sharing anti-Semitism or just speaking anti-Semitism directly. And so Montana, I just want to get from you, first of all, what is your sense of, I guess, yeah, to speak in TikTok terms, the vibe that's going on right now? I can't believe that in 2022, we are we are still dealing with this and now that it's rising. I mean, it's one thing to still be dealing with it and hopefully declining, but the fact that this is rising more than ever. Um, again, we always had this documentary planned, docuseries planned. We always plan to release it now. And the fact that everything just started happening in the world is really crazy, but shows that why what we're doing is so important and more important than ever. The fact that it happened coincidentally that way. Um, I think that these celebrities that are speaking, they don't, or maybe they do realize, but what their words and what they say, they're so important. People idolize them. So every word they say, people are going to listen to and hear. And so that's why even if they're making, they're just sharing a book or they're just saying something, they don't realize how powerful that is, that their one tweet, that their one post, their one, what they, they're saying, because most kids, we know this, are not even learning about the Holocaust in school. So they don't even know about it. So they're hearing their favorite basketball star and their favorite rapper say uh, anti-Semitic comments. And so they're going to believe that because they don't even know better. And then some do know better. And then they feel, oh, well, look at this person saying it. It must be true. And um, not to shine too much light on this, but I actually did comment on Kyrie's post. And I, I made a comment on his post, you know, saying that his words are powerful and, and that an apology was was, you know, really necessary. And thank you for the apology, because, you know, it all starts with words. And I, I encourage him to, to watch my series so he can understand why this is so important. And the hate that I received in his comments were just you can't even you can't even imagine. Rachel and I have had to stop reading them because they are just you can't even believe another human being would speak to another hum human being that way. Um, and it's the first time I, I feel like I truly was like, okay, this is, this is scary now. And the degree of denial, right? It's like mm -hmm. the, the actual denial that we're seeing. I mean, I have to say Montana and I were shocked. The majority of comments on the episodes are incredibly powerful. People who are very moved, who never learned about the Holocaust, as Montana mentioned, we know that most 
states don't require Holocaust education right now, right? So there's a lot of kids watching this, learning about the Holocaust for the first time, um, or this is the first time that they're remembering it because they're hearing about it from one of their heroes, Montana, who they love. So to see the outright Holocaust denial in some of these comments, even on Montana's videos, which are obviously, I mean, it's a documentary, right? We're not scripted. This was taking Montana on a journey to learn about the Holocaust and bring her followers with her. It's reading those comments is pretty harrowing. Well, I wonder from both of you and Montana, especially since you are an influencer on uh, these platforms, there's been so much conversation about, but social media is a public forum and, or the town square as a certain billionaire is referenced. And so people should be able to say whatever they want. And it's for the town square to, you know, say that's correct or that's not correct. How much do you see just the existence of social media with little to no guardrails as being responsible, partially responsible or not responsible and just reflecting the public as some people suggest? I think the power of social media is it's, it's social media is the most powerful thing. And I think that social media does get a really bad rep sometimes because of people on there just posting such negativity and such hatred. And I think that I am so grateful for my big following. And that's why I want to use my following for good. And that's why I feel this, this docu-series is so important. And I'm going to continue to do this type of work. And even before I posted this docu-series, my account in general has been all very all-inclusive and telling people to be proud of who they are. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of anti-bullying videos and body image videos, and that's just been who I am and who I've been as a content creator in general. So to do this, this is not only about the Jewish people, this docu-series this is about having this never happen again in any religion, ethnicity, sexual preference. We cannot allow hate towards one person just because they are different. We can't allow this. And that's what the Holocaust was. And now we cannot allow that to happen again. And that's Rachel why I social media for that, to spread that. Of course. And Rachel, I want to ask you, because you had mentioned uh, you also uh, had grandparents who survived the Holocaust and the importance that words matter. I'm wondering from your perspective, uh, do you see the fact that there aren't so many kids, as you mentioned, aren't getting this information in school that there is a greater level of trust via what they would see on social media? Or is it more easily dismissible? Because you could also see um, there's been, I think, several propaganda documentaries that YouTube has been uh, cautioned or told to take down because they offer an alternative view of the same event in history. It's a really, it's a really, really scary thing to think that teenagers are looking at their phones and social media and just trusting whatever they're seeing or reading. But the truth is, is that we know that TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, these are the places that young people go to get their information. This is where they're spending their time. So it could be a really scary thing, but what we're trying to do with this series is say, hey, we actually want to impact people where they are. If we don't innovate the way that we're telling our story, if we don't innovate the way that we're educating about the Holocaust, we're going to find that nobody's listening. So we have to meet kids where they are. This is the generation, this Gen Z, right? Montana, mine, and the next generation are the first generation that are going to 
to be without survivors, right? Our grandparents, uh, some of whom have passed, some are still alive. These are the last survivors left. So we are the last generation to meet survivors. And that's what brought me into wanting to take my filmmaking work towards Holocaust storytelling. This is the responsibility of third generation survivors. We are the ones that have to take the stories and bring them to the next. And if that means bringing it to social media, that's where we got to go. And that's that's why we made this project happen. And that's, I think, why it went viral. It's amazing, the timing, right? We were always planning on releasing weeks leading up to Kristallnacht. The fact that it coincided with Kanye's outburst and then the huge conversation nationally and internationally about anti-Semitism, Montana's exactly right. It proves our point that this is where we need to be telling our stories. The point of this series and of all of Montana's work and of all my work is to create empathy and understanding. So the point of the series is to create empathy, empathy for this history that is being used and abused and distorted and denied and saying, even if these kids might not make it to Poland or Auschwitz in their lives, they'll have seen it through Montana's eyes. And one day when they hear the Holocaust never happened or 6 million was an exaggeration, they can say, actually, watch this, right? And it's an easy clip to send. It's a link. It's on an app that they're familiar with. It's two minutes and it's digestible. So that's what we're trying to do here. Of course. Montana, I'm wondering, I mean, you sort of told us a little bit about how this series works, um, especially you going actually to Poland, et cetera. But can you sort of take us through uh, the journey that you went on? And then secondly, can you also share what was something that there had to have been just so many eye-opening moments for yourself, even having been aware of your family's history? Yes, absolutely. Before going to Poland, I've had numerous family members and friends who have been on on March of the Living or different trips to go to Poland. And no matter how many stories you hear, how many documentaries you watch, nothing can prepare you for that moment of actually going and physically being there. Like truly nothing can prepare you for that. Um, So I tried to get prepared. I tried, but nothing was like physically being there. We were there for a week. And we would film all day from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and, you know, I never did anything like reality really in my life. So everything I've always done has been very scripted. So to have a camera on you at all times while you're experiencing the hardest thing you've ever experienced in your life was extremely hard um, because you can't you can't hide how you're feeling. Like there, there's no hiding it. There's no acting. There's no faking um, it's like you're, you're in these extremely dark, uncomfortable places that you can't imagine people having to deal with what they had to deal with there. And you just, the, the emotions that I felt, I felt so many different emotions. I was angry and sad and confused. And I feel like I went through all every emotion at once, which I've never had any other experience in my life where I, where I felt that, um, you know, the, the fact that these people had the will to live obviously there were so many people that were murdered, but the fact that these survivors had the will to want to live after enduring what they endured, um, it just, I feel like that's why it makes me proud to be Jewish and want to share my stories even more because of what my family fought through because solely because they were Jewish. And, you know, I I went with my mother, my, my grandmother last saw her, her mother um, in Auschwitz at one of the camps that we went to. And 
it was a very eye-opening moment for me to be there with my mom in the last place my grandma was with her mom. And it's a very emotional um, moment for me that I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. And mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully the viewers now that see that will never forget that moment as well. Rachel, I also want to ask, uh, do you think it's also important to explain to the audience the social, the political, the what laid the groundwork for something like this to happen. Um, I'm not saying that you have to tie it to current events or not, but I think also understanding how this it got to this point is just as important as understanding what happened. So we actually brought Montana to learn about Krakow and learn about Jewish life pre-war first. Uh, it was important to us that we had the best of the best guides, right? So we produced this series with a, a, a studio called Soul Shop that's focused on mission, mission and faith-based content. Um, and they helped us bring on J Roots, which is an amazing, amazing, highly educated group of tour guides focused on Holocaust education. We brought the best, best, best guide to come with us and help us dive into the history, dive into Montana's family history and the larger Jewish history of the Holocaust. So Zach Jeffy was there with us on the ground and took us our first few days through Krakow, learning about Jewish life before the war and how beautiful and thriving it was and how Jews were a part of society in Poland and across Europe um, and were successful and had stores and had businesses, right? Um, and, and were just regular people um, among the society in many ways. And we learned together as the audience with Montana about how Hitler and the change in government and the change in laws and restrictive laws and racist laws came to be between 1933 until the start of the war and how that changed the climate and laid the groundwork. We also spent a lot of time focusing on how small instances of hate are what build up to moments like this, right? Moments Mm -hmm. in history like this. So it's not necessarily just learning about the cattle cars bringing Jews to Auschwitz, but we also talked about the individual moments of hatred um, in a society that lead to things like this. We also spend a full episode talking about righteous Gentiles and those non-Jews who righteously um, risked their lives to save Jews. Uh, My grandfather was one of those who was saved by a Polish Christian family, and we have a whole episode honoring them. So the 10 episodes each are diverse, focus on a different aspect of pre-war, during the war, post-war, who were the heroes, who were the victims, and ultimately culminate with this really, really powerful moment with Montana and her mother in Auschwitz, learning about uh, Montana's great-grandparents' fate. Um, So it's a very, very, very powerful and rich series when watched in totality. it's the greatest project I've ever worked on. And Montana is an absolute hero for posting it. I just want to spend a second just saying that Montana is a hero for doing essentially a takeover of her platform and spending every day instead of her regular content that her viewers want or the brand deals that she sought after to post this and stand up to anti-Semitism, stand up to hatred, create empathy. And 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 it's just unbelievable. We're, the whole world is lucky that Montana uh, was graceful and just beautifully uh, willing to do this. Thank you. 
Of course. Well, first of all, definitely thank you both for this series. I do have uh, one final question because we're coming up on the end of our time, but that is, okay, so with everything that's happening right now, and with, of course, as you mentioned, Rachel, the loss of so many survivors in real time, um, how do you see the importance of something like this existing in a way where kids can easily reference it, perhaps teachers can also reference it. Because um, as you mentioned, there are school districts that aren't at least requiring this to be taught, um, that this could be something that shows up on somebody's For You page organically that could then be shared. How critically important do you see that? And Rachel, I'll start with you. If we're not bringing our stories to the people who need to hear them, no one will be listening. And Holocaust education, the importance of it cannot be underestimated. It is relevant to everyone, um, not just Jews. It is relevant to everyone. This is the most, one of the most important moments in recent history where we see what happens when hate goes unchecked. And kids, adults, everyone in between can learn from this series, absolutely. And it's just critical that we bring it to kids where they are. Documentaries still need to happen. Holocaust education in the classroom still needs to happen. But I'm committed, Montana's committed, the rest of our team is committed to bringing these kinds of projects directly to Gen Z and those uh, those who are on the social platforms. Montana, last question for you. For people who wanted, when they see anti-Semitism or they hear, they're not really sure, and is it really my place to step up and say something? What is your response to people who aren't quite sure that they, what to do or what to say? I think it's most important that people who are not Jewish speak up and say something. I think it's most important because we all need to come together in a time like this to everyone needs to be on the same page that any form of hate towards any religion, race, sexual preference should not be tolerated not just in the Jewish religion in any, in any religion. So the fact that this is happening to the Jewish people currently in 2022, when the Holocaust existed, we cannot allow this to happen again. And so everyone needs to step up and do their part. It cannot just be the Jewish people. It needs to be everyone stepping up. And that's why this series has been so powerful because it has been shared by so many people already. Yes, that are Jewish, but it has been shared by so many people who are not Jewish saying, thank you for this. Thank you for educating me. I will share this now. And it's been shared through all generations. It has been shared through the Gen Z, but it's been shared through now from ages 10 to 70. And so that's a, that is so important that every age group is seeing this as well. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we run out of time, but Montana Tucker and Rachel Kasner, thank you both so much for uh, not only creating this series, but as Rachel said, posting it on Montana's social media platforms. I think that's, uh, I agree that that is a critical and important way to reach more younger people. So thank you both for this work. Thank you so much. And thank you for covering this. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely.